This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 134. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. 皆さん、こんにちは。今日はですね、中国語の勉強について話しましょうか。Yes, indeed. I love today's question so much because it just gets me right where it hurts because it's what I'm going through right now. So I want to dive straight into the question for today. But before we do so, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show who are, of course, italki. And if you want to speak more in the language you're learning, italki is the best place to do it. You can do it from the comfort of your own home, from the office, even from the car if you choose. And to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay. Nicholas, this is his second question, I believe. He's a repeat questioner on the podcast. Let's get into it. Hi, Oli. How are you? I'm Nicholas from Argentina.、Uh, I've been learning Chinese for two years now, and、uh, lately I've been feeling kind of discouraged by the fact that、uh, I feel like there, are a lot of, there is a lot of vocabulary I don't know or. A lot of grammar that I don't know, or things I forget. And for example, my brother is studying French, and he, for、uh, less time than I studied Chinese, and maybe he knows a lot of things that I don't know in Chinese, and I feel kind of frustrated. And my question is, how do I, can I? Deal with this feeling of frustration when learning a language,、uh, when you feel like you're not、uh, getting as good as you want to get.、Uh, maybe you felt that when learning Cantonese or Arabic, I'm, I'm not sure.、Uh, okay, so that,、uh, that's it. I just wanted to know、uh, if you have any tips to overcome this. Thank you, Ali. Bye. Oh man, I feel your pain so much because I'm going through it right now. I have been going through it for a while and I could talk for so long on this topic, but I'm going to try to keep it to a reasonable length.、Um, so, you are going through something that is completely normal and, you know, Chinese, and it, it could easily be Russian or Japanese. I'm sure many people listening are going to feel the same thing. Generally speaking, I mean, I think first of all, let's. let's Let's get something straight. You cannot compare Chinese with French, okay? Your brother, I'm guessing, is Argentinian, and、um, if he is learning French, then I would expect him to learn far quicker than you learn Chinese. Not because he's smarter than you,、um, but because for a native Spanish speaker, French is a million times easier than Chinese, okay?、Um, not maybe at the beginning stages, but certainly, you see, once you get to an intermediate level or so, A lot of the vocabulary ends up being the same, you know, from those Latin roots. And so, as a native Spanish speaker, you've got a huge advantage learning French over Chinese. So, don't let, don't make that comparison between, between Chinese and French because it's not a fair one. Now, I am, have, I've been thinking about this whole topic of kind of intermediate level Chinese for a while because, as you said, I am going through this with, with Cantonese. Now, I think Cantonese does present a certain number of other problems, specifically that you cannot read and write because Cantonese is spoken.、Um, and so I am the only way that I can speak,、uh, that I can improve my Cantonese is by speaking. 
And but the problem is, being in London, I can't get that much speaking practice in uh, in, in the language, and so that's why I've kind of hit this endless intermediate plateau in Cantonese because I I, I simply can't. Um, speak enough to get that kind of breakthrough and progress that I need. Now, um, you don't have that problem in Chinese. You can read and write. Now, I don't know whether you read and write Chinese characters, Nicholas. The first thing that I would say is if you can't read and write, then start to learn right now because you've done really well getting to an intermediate level in Chinese. The next step is going to involve you becoming literate in the language. And so start, um, start learning to read and write Chinese characters right now. That would be a. It would motivate you because it's a departure from what you're doing, and it it's very specific. You know, you can set very clear goals with Chinese characters with, with learning those characters. That should help you ha- take a t- totally different angle to the task of studying. Now, um, let's assume that you know that, um, because I think really the number one thing you can do is simply learn to read and write. Okay, but let's move on from that so that we give a little bit more. Um, context and a few more ideas. Um, Chinese is like it's very, very different from from Western languages in so many different ways. Like linguistically, it's very, very different. In many ways, it's quite simple actually compared to you know if you compare the grammar of French, for example, to the grammar of Chinese, then Chinese wins every time in terms of simplicity. The difficulty you've got with Chinese is there's a huge vocabulary that you don't know, and um, Whereas between Spanish and French, you've got lots of loan words and lots of things in common. With Chinese, like every single word on the whole is 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 totally new to you. And also with Chinese, because you've got lots of you've got lots of monosyllabic words which sound the same homophones in other in other in other words. So you can say a word like "see" and it could mean five different things. That creates problems for people like us who are learning, especially if we can't read and write. So there are there are tons of, uh, of difficulties with Chinese. When you start to get to that intermediate level, you have there are cultural factors that come in as well. So, you know, it, something that I find, for example, is it, I don't find it as easy to make friends with, with um, Cantonese people than I do with, say, Spanish people. We don't, we don't have the same kind of social way of being. And so you, when you start to interact with people, you have to learn other ways of doing things. Um, I remember in, in Japan, I mean, I remember it was such a problem for me having to kind of learn to be Japanese in order to um, more easily make friends. So what I'm trying to say is that it's a, it's a huge, long task. And what you're saying is how do I stay motivated, right? And so here are some of the things that I've been doing to help me stay motivated at this stage in Cantonese. Firstly, learning to read and write, as I mentioned. Secondly, I'm going to Hong Kong. I've booked myself a ticket to Hong Kong on December the 1st, and I'm going to spend two months there so that I can really get that uh, kind of immersion. Now, that might not be possible for you, but if it's not, then make sure that you really find local Chinese communities, um, places where you can go out and meet people and be exposed to the language. The other thing that was, that's been hugely important for me in Cantonese is finding the right materials. Now, you're lucky with Chinese because you've got tons and tons of resources. It's one of the most well-served language in terms of materials. So one of the things that you can do is just start to do different things. So however you've been studying recently, start to use different materials and just kind of binge study those things. So you might like to use something like Fluent U, for example, which is one of my favorite websites. 
um, where you can just watch Chinese videos and, and look at the subtitles. Um, you, you know, if you are learning to read and write Chinese characters, then you can get some, you can get some short stories, some graded short stories, so that you can start to read and write. In fact, I've just hired a a Chinese teacher to help me work through the process of finding stories and reading them in Chinese because I, I really want to start that process of reading. So if you find the if you find the right materials, Nicholas, then you might find that that gives you a real motivational boost because if you use the wrong materials, it makes you feel stupid. It makes you feel like it's it's far too hard and you're not you're not smart enough, you know. So definitely go out and look at different materials to see how you can how you can motivate yourself. But in fact, I mean any any one of these things can work. You've also got to make sure that you've got a, a good regular study routine to make sure that what ha- whether you feel up or down, happy or sad, you're still turning up and studying every day. That obviously correlates with making sure you've got the right materials, and this is really where I think a good teacher can ha- really help you as well. I mean, if you don't have a good teacher, then you know get one because they will really be able to show you to help you out with lots of things. But you know. The thing that I would suggest you do actually is come over and join my new Facebook group, which is called the Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind. I've mentioned it a couple of times. The reason is there's tons of discussion about Chinese in particular going on in this group, um, partly because I'm talking about it a lot with my my challenge to to learn Chinese characters. But we in this group, we've got loads of really, really smart people, not just fluent Chinese speakers, but people who really know a lot about language learning and are, who are going to be able to give you very specific advice. So come over and join that group and just introduce yourself, say what your problem is, and then let's start that conversation. You know, start discussing the problem with other people. I guarantee you will find people in exactly the same situation who will help you. This is one of the reasons I created this group, actually, and I think why people have been enjoying it so much, because it's so it sucks to do this on your own. This is something I've really been feeling recently. Like language learning, if you can do it as part of a group and a community, it's so much more powerful. It's why I started the Fluent Spanish Academy because people learning Spanish and getting stuck at that same stage that you're at, Nicholas, intermediate level. Um, they, you know, even if you know what to do, you can still have a real hit, a real knock to your motivation if you're not with other people. So come over to that Facebook group, start. Um, interacting with people there, you'll find people recommending materials, teachers, all kinds of things for you. And then after you have had this discussion with us over in the Facebook group, then set some goals, whatever it may be. So maybe it's to say, okay, I'm going to learn a thousand Chinese characters. Maybe it's, I'm going to read this book of short stories. Maybe it's, uh, I'm going to go to China next year and I'm going to buy a plane ticket today, that kind of thing. But let's start the discussion. Let other people help you out, and uh, you know, with a combination of these things, hopefully, we're going to inject a bit more life back into your your Chinese. But I just want to very quickly recap the things I mentioned earlier because they are also very important. So, number one, make sure you're speaking as much as possible. Number two, learn to read and write Chinese characters. Number three, if you can book a trip to China, you will not regret it. And then number four, spend some time looking for. Different materials that might motivate you. All right, so tons of stuff there. For links to everything we have mentioned uh, in the podcast today, simply go over to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash episode one three four. Maybe you've got some advice for Nicholas. If you do, please go over to the show notes and leave a comment. Um, 
you know, the more people that give their thoughts, the better. I, I have by no means a monopoly on good ideas or I probably have quite a few bad ideas as well. <laughs> so come over and set me straight if you'd like to give any tips for Nicholas. Also, if you'd like to ask me a question, then please do. You can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask to do that. So at the end of every episode, I usually like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. And today I want you to come over to the Facebook group. It is very, very cool. And people are really having a great time there and learning a lot of stuff. Someone posted the other day that since they've joined the Facebook group, they've got a massive new lease of life in terms of motivation. It is much better not to be doing this on your own. So come over to the Facebook group. Um, simply, I'll put a link in the show notes, but otherwise you can go to Facebook and type in Ollie Rich, or just type in uh, Fluency Mastermind and you'll find that. All right then, I hope that was helpful. Great to talk to you all virtually through the airwaves and um, get in touch. Send me an email. Let me know who you are. Uh, I love to hear from people, you know, um, it's always very cool. <laughs> And uh, yeah, in the next couple of episodes, we've got some very, very cool interviews coming up with some very interesting people. So look out for those too. And I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.